Are you tired of conflict, drama, fighting, and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are Master Life Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. Welcome to Relationship Radio, where we make healthy relationships simple and easy so you can know better and do better. I'm Nicole Cunningham. And I'm Kim Giles. We're so glad you're with us today. We've got a really fun show lined up, Nicole. We want to talk about anger today, but we're going to come at it from three different angles. We're going to talk about our own anger. What happens when you get mad and how often does that anger get triggered? Why does it happen and how to stop it? And we're going to also talk about how to deal with other people that are angry because we all run into those on occasion. And we also want to talk today about what kind of fighting behavior is appropriate in relationships and when it's not appropriate and it's actually emotional abuse. So we've got a lot of cool stuff to cover, Nicole. I'm excited about this show. Yeah, it's going to be great. Now, I bet there's some listeners who are already going, well, I'm not angry. I just have to deal with all the anger of others. And and we see that a lot. I mean, we've been coaching for a combined 30 years, Kim, and we see this a lot. A lot of people don't like to admit that they have anger issues or that they even feel anger. And I just want to unpack that for a second because I think that a lot of us grew up in, in environments, whether it be at home or at school or at church, whatever it was, that anger was kind of a scary emotion. It was when you lost control. So therefore it was seen as weakness, but anger is actually really powerful. It's really healthy and it really does come down to how you express it. Yeah. Nicole, you know, I don't think of myself as an angry person until I get triggered by something that really upsets me. And then, oh my gosh, I do have the capacity to get really angry if I'm if I'm triggered in the right way. And I, I think that's would be across the board for everybody, wouldn't you? Yeah, and this is really what we try to teach people with the 12-state relationship system is that all of this stuff is normal. And anyone who thinks that it's exclusive to them or exclusive to others, it's not. We're trying to normalize and say that every single one of us, every person on the planet, Kim, has bad behavior. And so therefore, we don't need to be in judgment or be afraid of that. But what we do need to do is to really identify that bad behavior within us, see other people and their bad behavior with clarity, um, and then understand what that unbalanced state is. So if you haven't gone to 12shapes.com yet and know your shape and therefore what your unbalanced and balanced behavior looks like, we really encourage you to do that. And particularly for the people who you live with and you work with, uh, understanding what that unbalanced behavior looks like is really important. But Nicole, these other shapes, bad behavior is worse bad behavior than my bad behavior. No, no, it's not. <laughs> but that's what we all think. Yeah. Okay. I've got that, but I don't do that. Yeah. Right? And so we do, we get in judgment of other people, even though we've got unbalanced behavior, it's just different unbalanced behavior than they have. Right. So, Kim, why don't you talk to us about why it is that we're so afraid to own our own behavior because there's really two core fears that drive all human behavior and being able to see those in ourselves makes us easier to accept these parts of ourselves that we just like to project onto others. Yeah. So if you haven't caught on yet, heard enough relationship radio to understand that there are two core fears that drive all bad human behavior and 
all the shapes are actually partly based on which of these two core fears is more of a trigger for you. So some of us uh, are more fear of failure dominant. Fear of failure is the first core fear. And it's really the fear of not being good enough. And we all have it. Every single person on the planet has this in play to some degree every day. But there's some of us that it's more in play. We're fear of failure dominant. So it is a real driving force and it's a major trigger for us. The second core fear we call the fear of loss. And this is really the fear that my life won't be what I want it to be. And everybody around me is a threat to that. They can treat me bad. I could get stuck in traffic. I could get robbed. They can take from me. The fear of loss really makes you feel unsafe in the world and makes you feel threatened by everybody. So there's a lot of shapes that are fear of loss dominant. That's their trigger. And it's those kind of experiences that are more likely to get them angry. So do you want to talk for a second, Nicole, about which shapes are fear of failure dominant, which are fear of loss dominant? Yeah. So the fear of failure dominant shapes um, are the ones that are more to one side of the chart than the other. So we're really talking here about hearts and circles. We're talking about arrows. We're talking about diamonds. We're talking about stars. We're talking about, you know, triangles to a little bit degree and then to rectangles. They're the ones who are more fear of failure dominant. Now the fear of loss people are more on the other side of the chart, which is the left-hand side, which is more about octagons, more of our ovals, uh, more of our squares and our rhombuses and our crosses. So they spend more time needing control and order. So as a general rule, it's, it's a good way to kind of differentiate and say, well, fear of failure people are more likely to be, a, to be pleasers because they're looking for that validation because they don't feel good enough. Whereas the fear of loss, most of their unbalanced or bad behavior is often more control driven because they need to create more order and structure and control in order for them to feel safe. Oh, that's perfect. So I want to actually go back to relating this to anger because I really believe, and I know you do too, that anytime you're angry, you're actually having a fear problem. And it's one of these two core fears that's been triggered that's behind the anger. So what you want to look at is, is this a fear of failure anger? Is it about feeling insulted? Do I feel criticized? Do I feel unloved, unwanted, unappreciated? Is it a personal attack where I feel like you don't think I'm good enough and that's what's made me so angry? So I, I just want everybody to sit with that for a minute and think about the last time you got mad. Did you feel insulted or criticized? Was it kind of a personal attack that made you feel that way? Or was it a fear of loss anger? Now, fear of loss means you feel taken from, you feel mistreated, cheated, robbed, shortchanged, or done wrong by on some level. And I have to tell you, one of the last times I got really angry, Nicole, a policeman had pulled me over and I was pissed. I thought I stopped at that stop sign and the officer didn't think I stopped at the stop sign, but I felt mistreated. I felt like this isn't fair. So even though I'm fear of failure dominant and criticism and judgment does get me really upset, that last instance of anger for me was actually a fear of loss problem. Can, can you think about the last time you got mad? 
Uh, Which was yes, about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> no, not really. Although I must say that I, as I'm going into and maturing into my adulthood, you know, I'm 35 now, almost over the hill, almost halfway, and I, I'm noticing more and more that I'm giving myself permission to feel anger. So I would say, actually, Kim, that I'm a pretty angry person. I, I would actually own that here on radio. Um, and, and that I use it. I have to be really strategic about the way that I use it. Now, I get frustrated and angry, but it creates a lot of movement in my life. It creates a lot of change. I make decisions. I put boundaries in, the, the things that I hadn't previously done in a lot of my life. So, again, we, we're, I think the attitude we have around anger is a really important one. Um, and what you were saying in your story, Kim, which I think is really important for us to, to share with our listeners, is that you may be one fear or failure or fear of loss dominant, but you can switch and you can switch so quickly. So it only means that I need to go into my children's toy room. And if they've taken food and drink into the kid's toy room, I mean, we're all parents, right? We know what happens. Um, I can so quickly get into fear of loss, even though I am fear of failure dominant as well. So we, we, I think in, in all of our relationships, we bounce Kim between these two. I think we do. Um, and, and understanding how to get out of it um, and that it's actually okay. It's okay to feel this stuff, to allow it to enable you to, to strengthen and make decisions and be better instead of us having this idea that we have to, you know, shut that part of us down. Well, we've got to learn how to respond and react from our anger in a positive way and not a negative way. Hey, I want to, for a minute, though, go back to what you said about your kids because I believe nobody makes you angry or triggers your two fears as easy as your spouse and children do. So um, it's always interesting to me with kids. Every time kids misbehave or do something bad and, and we freak out and we're upset, it's usually because we either feel like we're failing as a parent or we're afraid that we're going to look bad. And that other people will see our child's mistake and think that I'm an awful parent. So, so we can have a fear of failure issue or we're, we're afraid of loss. They're going to wreck our house. They're going to wreck our stuff that we pay for. I'm actually really an insane food Nazi with my kids. I have this huge fear of loss around wasting food because to me, it's wasting my money. I spent all this money on this food, and if you take a munch and then you don't eat it and it ends up getting thrown away, I am not happy. <laughs> and, and I just think nobody triggers those fears easier and faster than our kids. And, uh, Nicole, we hear from a lot of moms that carry a lot of guilt around this. They don't like the fact that they're always yelling at their kids. Do you hear that too? Oh, absolutely, because we tie our value to this. I think women, uh, mothers, we want to be in calm and controlled and cool all the time. And we have very high expectations and maybe levels of idealism and unrealistic expectations around parenthood. Uh, so if we do lose it, we feel bad. And this is something that we really work on with our clients is it's not necessarily the emotions that it's that are bad. It actually comes down to how it is that we're managing and moving through it. How is it that you're articulating it? Now, moving into the toy room and yelling and making myself, you know, zero to 103 seconds and yelling only loses my children's respect in me because they look at that unbalanced behavior and go, seriously, mom, like it's a few crumbs on the floor. Let's get the vacuum. Big deal. But if I go in there and I, I'm kind of cool, I'm agitated because I'm triggered in fear of loss, but ultimately I'm going to say, you know, come on, girls, you know what the rules are, who's going to get the vacuum and who's going to go and put the dishes back in the sink, uh, that anger and that fear of loss is, is actually a learning experience for all of us. 
love it. Okay, so we want, we have prepared some great tools and skills to give our listeners today on how to calm down and get control so that you react in a positive way and not a negative way when you get triggered. So the first one I want to talk about is is calming your body down because what what actually happens when that hits is you go into fight or flight mode. And you've now moved into your parasympathetic nervous system. And in that space, your frontal lobe shuts down and you actually can't think rationally. And, and in that state, you're not going to respond very well. You're, you're going to be you're going to be mean. Probably it's going to be very defensive and it's going to all be about you. So the first thing all of us need to learn to do is to calm ourselves down so that we get control of our frontal lobe again. So there's some great uh, worksheets on our website at 12shapes.com that give you some tips on how to do this. For me, some diaphragmatic breathing is the best. And, And literally, I use the count to 10 thing before I respond. But in those 10 seconds, I'm taking super deep breaths, pushing my stomach out so my whole diaphragm expands. And if I can count to 10 with those breaths... I literally get the fight or flight calm down and that's huge because you you really can't make a good choice until you have control of your frontal lobe again. Yeah, and I I don't know about you but I I literally feel my face get red when I get agitated. Your you know, face does get red when you get agitated. I do. I do. I I literally feel flushed in the face and and I I get hot in the face with the anger. You know, that whole idea of steam coming out of ears, that happens to me. So how is it in that moment that when you are triggered that you actually step into taking control? And, and this, this is our second, you know, bit of advice today is you have to recognize you have a choice to feel that way. That ultimately it's easy to say, well, you know, my kids did this and that's why I'm angry because it's easier to get into blame and shame. But in that moment and in every moment, you get to choose how you feel. Nobody actually does anything to you. And Kim, we've said on Relationship Radio before that I hit my clients with pens. And I do this, I was actually just driving yesterday with somebody and I started hitting them while they were driving as well to say, hey, who's hurting you? Are you allowing me to hurt you or am I hurting you? And this this whole point is that, yes, your past experience is your perspective, your subconscious beliefs, your attachment mean that you have a response. But you get to decide whether that response is proportionate or disproportionate because you're allowing it to happen. Yeah, we like to step back and ask myself, am I am I going to react from fear? And if I do, it's going to be selfish and defensive and threatened, and it's not going to create a good outcome. Or am I going to choose to respond from love? Now, love might be towards the, the other people. It might also be towards yourself. There's times you make a loving choice not to be angry, to let this go for you out of love for yourself. The next bit before we take a break is really we've got to find out what the real problem is because sometimes we respond to things that aren't even our own. So are you actually responding on someone else's behalf? Is this really about you? Is this your fear that's being triggered that's making you feel angry or is this actually about someone else? Knowing if this emotion belongs to you or if it belongs to something else, to someone else, is really important. And this is how we step into gradient maturity and balance when we are triggered. So, Nicole, I don't know if you remember, a little while back, you had someone who mistreated you, and I got so angry about that. It was like the mama bear in me came out. You're messing with my best friend here, and 
And I had to recognize it wasn't my place to solve it or to do anything about it. It it wasn't my thing. And my love for you is beautiful and, and great. But getting all upset wasn't going to serve anybody. And, and so I needed to calm myself down. But when it's my kids, that becomes really hard. Because you feel on some level more entitled to have that opinion and that response, I think, when it's very close to you. Yeah, they're kind of an extension of you, aren't you? So it, it's hard when it's your kids. It is. And this is where I think this show is going to really help a lot of people, Kim. And we see this with our inner circle. So if you're not aware of our inner circle yet, our inner circle is actually our community that we have supporting all of our, um, you know, our friends and extended fans who follow 12 Shapes and Relationship Radio, who love the book, who are really starting to implement and integrate these principles into their life. Now, the Inner Circle community gives you an opportunity to be coached every week by Kim and I. Um, we have a really structured environment to do this. We do a call every week. We do a lot of email and, and there's some phone support. And there's also a community vault that's on our website, which has a whole heap of classes, online learning materials, you know, a whole bunch of uh, just practical stuff that you can work through. And Kim, we're getting people who are coming in working on their marriage, got people coming in working on themselves, their healing relationships in their life that have never really received that breakthrough, even though they've tried a lot of self-help and a lot of therapy before. So if this is sounding like something that you are, are you're loving the principles, you, you find that the advice that we give every week on Relationship Radio is really changing things, but you're ready to step it up, we have a really inexpensive option, a way to be coached by Kim and I every single week and all the details are on our website at 12shapes.com and we'd love to have you as part of our inner circle. Yeah, Nicole, you know, our coaching clients talk so much about the benefit of having that time with us every week to kind of get back into trust and love and and for all of our inner circle to have access to that for only as low as $29 a month is it crazy. So please if if you know you need some added support to fix your relationships, come and join us in, in our inner circle. We'd love to have you. Okay, we've got to take a break, um, but stay with us here on Relationship Radio. You're with Nicole and Kim. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. 
Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back. you with Nicole and Kim here on Relationship Radio. And today we're giving you a whole heap of tips and of how to actually work through anger in a healthy way. Kim, anger is such a, a primary emotion. All of us feel it. Some of us have a lot of belief systems about whether it's right or wrong. And what we're really trying to share with our listeners today is that anger is normal, it's healthy, but it does matter how you express it. So let's get back into some more of these tips. Okay, before the break, we talked about calming your body down. We talked about recognizing that you're in control of your response and you get to choose what that is. So do you, you, we want to discourage you from saying, well, this person made me respond that way. They don't, they can't, you are in control of you. Now, one of the things that will really help your response is to step back from the situation for a minute and use some empathy to put yourself in the other person's shoes Hopefully, you might know what shape they are, because this would be really helpful. If you recognize their shape, you could understand how they see the world and what fear is more dominant for them and what might they be experiencing that's made them behave badly. And I have to tell you, Nicole, every time I'm really bothered with someone, if I can take the time to step back and get in their shoes and look at it from their perspective... Um, I, I usually can calm down pretty fast, but I heard this really funny thing the other way, day that the downside to enlightenment is you can't be mad at anybody because you always understand where they were and why they behaved that way. Oh, that's so true. It and, is and true. This, this is a really important thing is that when we can show empathy and compassion to someone else, when we can put ourselves in someone else's shoes, we really step into the people that I believe, both you and I believe this, Kim, that we're really meant to be loved. We're meant to be the forgiveness. Now, a lot of shapes get really stuck on this, and I just want to take a moment to talk about these shapes for a minute. So crosses, rectangles, squares, rhombuses, uh, and and octagons, they, they have a harder time letting go and, and kind of taking one for the team or being in that place of compassion and forgiveness. Now, it's not because they don't have the same amount of love. I often think that, you know, I didn't get that sprinkle of wisdom that went into all the other teddy bears when we were all made. It's not like that. All of us were given the same capacity and the same reach to be able to be forgiving and loving and, and to let things go. But for these shapes, Kim, there's more work involved. And it's because they feel on some level that they're entitled to be that way because it will protect them in the future. Now, if we see that all of our relationships are actually an opportunity to learn, we don't therefore need to keep this scorekeeping. So we don't need to be protective. And this is really what you're saying with this tip is that if we step into empathy, we can change how we feel pretty quick. Yeah, we can. I, I think the magic of the 12 Ships program is in getting to understand what shapes everybody else in your life is. And and that's really what sets this whole thing apart from a lot of the other personality tests out there. They all tell you about you, 
but it's a little more complicated to really understand other people. And if you can really, truly understand what goes on in the head of all these people in your life by understanding their shape, it's it's totally a game changer for sure. Uh, Nicole, the next tip that we wanted to give everybody is one that we talk about a lot, especially relative to fear of loss and how we feel taken from and mistreated. And one of the powerful choices you have every time you feel mistreated is to step back and choose to see this as your perfect lesson today. And that this didn't happen to you. This happened for you. And even though it's it's unfair and it's wrong on so many levels, if you choose to see it as here to help you grow and learn and become a better person, if you choose to see it as a lesson, it takes so much of the sting out of the, the loss and the mistreatment. Now, I want to talk about the pleasing shapes in relation to this because they often do this more than the others is that ultimately they go, well, you know, this is going to make me more loving and, you know, I should be the more compassionate. Sometimes this can almost be a little out of balance. And I'm talking here about stars. I'm talking about hearts. I'm talking about circles. These are the shapes that are more likely to be the pleasers. So they are more likely to find this one really easy and say, yeah, I can see this is, you know, I, I was at fault or this is teaching me to do this. But it doesn't always mean that it means you you have to not have the emotion around it. So we teach these shapes that, yes, this is a lesson. This is your perfect learning environment. But it also means that you get to choose what you allow and what you won't allow because unhealthy pleasing is just as unhealthy as unhealthy projected anger and holding on. Now, talk for a minute about the shapes that really struggle with seeing life as for them because they really experience a lot of loss. Yeah, so again, we're talking about um, we're talking about crosses and we're talking about squares in a really big way and also diamonds um really struggle to let go now these three shapes have a a lot of expectations about what life should be like so my life should look like this i should have achieved this by now you know this shouldn't have happened to me they have a very strong moral compass a strong sense of right or wrong and also they're they're very much the advocates and and they stand up for the underdogs so their sense of justice and injustice is very strong and then for the diamonds, it's also around perfectionism. So we know that when we all, when we have any of these characteristics and qualities, which are really beautiful qualities, and and they really have great um, you know action and intention in their lives, they have to be proportionate. They have to be balanced. And this is where this this tip around seeing that that this is a learning opportunity as opposed to something that happened to you can not only take the sting out, but also can enable and facilitate that growth of being able to move forward. Oh, I love that. That's so powerful. Um, One of our last tips we want to give you when you're really angry and you're afraid you're going to respond badly, find a release for that anger and exercise is a great one. I, I remember years ago, I had a client who told me whenever she's about to lose it with her kids, she runs up and down the stairs in her house three or four times. And she literally gets so worn out. She gets all that pent up anger out that then she responds in a, a lot more loving way. So I love going out for a walk, going running, anything like that that gets the energy out also helps you get the anger out so that you don't respond in a way that hurts the people in your life. 
Now, this can be hard if you're working with somebody or, or you have somebody who needs that resolution right now, Kim, because sometimes if you get angry and you want to kind of take a moment and cool off, it can really trigger a lot of fear in the people that you're fighting with because they need that resolution now. They need to feel loved and whole again. So this is a good time for us to just throw out out there as well that you're allowed to put that boundary and say, hey, I'm really feeling angry or I'm really triggered right now. I need to take responsibility for that, get back into a balanced state, and then we can work through this again. Oh, wow. That is so powerful. Okay. So it really comes down to when you get triggered, taking a minute to step back and not just immediately reacting, right? It's the power of the pause. And we've talked about that before, that that's the whole ballgame is taking a pause enough to actually think through and choose a response that's more based in trust and love, trusting that your value is not actually on the line. And no matter what anybody says or does, they can't diminish your value. You're actually safe. You're actually bulletproof. If you believe that human value is infinite and absolute, which we do, Nicole. We do. So there's been a whole bunch of tips here and and we hope that we know that there's so many people who write to us every week and say that they're actually keeping journals and notebooks of of all of our great advice here on Relationship Radio. So we hope that you've got all of those down. Um, I want to pivot a little bit and I want to talk about the anger and and the the whole process of anger and, and others and being in periods of unhealthy anger for a long time. Now, the reason I want to move us there, Kim, is is really this is a lot of people who listen to our show have have felt stuck for a long time. They they really don't actually, you know, they haven't pieced together necessarily the learnings. They're just feeling very stuck in their life. And a lot of people come to us in this position saying, you know, I, I don't know what this is. I just know that I don't feel good all the time and and I don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. So really what they're telling us is that they're functioning mostly in an unbalanced state and it doesn't feel good, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't feel good. So we believe the more that you practice trusting that your value can't change and that your life is the perfect classroom for you and that things don't happen to you, they happen for you. And you'll actually start to feel safer in the world. You'll find that you you calm down, you you switch into your more balanced state where you can show up and make loving choices towards yourself and the people in your life, which is where we really want to get and everybody and we want to live in that place. Yeah, that sounds great when I'm in control of myself. But what about those clients who come to us and you know we see them every week, Kim, in our practice? That ultimately they say, well, you know what this this angers a response to my living environment or to the relationship I'm in, or I'm in, in the job that I don't like, or I don't have enough money. They're angry because of life itself. And so, you know, how do we work them through that? Because a lot of people come to us saying, well, I can take responsibility for my actions and for how I feel, but it still doesn't create enough change because I'm triggered all the time. Yeah. So, you know, if there's change you can make, we encourage you to make change. But if you're in a situation that you have no control over and you can't change, the only thing you can control is your own mindset in that situation. And we know that you'll suffer more if you're in an unbalanced fear state than if you choose your way out through trust and love to get in a balanced state. 
there are times, Nicole, that's the only thing you have any control over. Now, we could also, let's let's jump in for a minute and talk about dealing with some of the unbalanced people in your life, though, because we all have some who are dealing with so much fear of failure and loss in their own life, their own head, that they just behave badly towards us. And a lot of those people are quick to be angry. They're quick to project all of their fears and issues onto us. And, and it's their anger that we then have to deal with. So we've got some great tips today about how to deal with people in your life that are angry. And the first one I want to talk about is you've got to understand that even when their anger's directed at you, when they're attacking you, when they're blaming you, it is not really about you. And I know that's hard to get your head around because it looks like it's about you and it feels like it's about you. But I promise anybody who's in that much anger is scared and miserable and the bottom line issue is in them. This is their fears about themselves and they're projecting them on you or anybody around them, but it's not really about you. And this is where that empathy really comes into play. If you can step back and you can remember what shape they are and what their fear triggers are and what they're afraid of, hopefully you can recognize that's what's going on. It's not really about you and you won't take it as personally. You won't feel attacked and you won't let it hurt you at the same level. Does that make sense, Nicole? Yeah, 100%. Because, but there is a there is a line, and I want to talk about the shapes that, that are very, very good at projecting and not owning their stuff more than others. And the reason this is important is you might find yourself in a relationship and say to yourself, you know what, I've been living in this marriage for 15 years, and that it, it what this person does is always makes it my fault. And I just am projected all over all of the time and I'm made to feel as if I am less than and that I am the trigger to all of their unhappiness. Now, this is a very similar, very uh, familiar, I should say, uh, circumstance with with relationships, whether they be spouse and marriage or whether they just be, in, you know, any relationship in your life with octagons, crosses, hearts and rectangles. Now, if you are in a relationship with somebody of those shape or you are that shape uh, a lot of work that needs to be done that we help with um, in our inner circle is to actually understand that there's a part of you that really doesn't like to take responsibility is afraid more importantly to take responsibility so that projection is more highlighted so this is where this tip's so important today on today's show Kim and I'm so pleased we're including it is that if you are in a relationship with one of those shapes you've probably been there a while and it's easy to feel because that anger is directed on you, that it is your fault. But it's important to see that difference. And, and it's tricky, Nicole, because when somebody attacks me, I do want to step back and look at it and say, is there any truth to what they're saying? Is there a place in me that I, I need to improve? I need to do some work and do better. We, we need to look at that. But at the same time, You've got to also look accurately at where they're coming from and ask yourself, is there any chance there's also some projection in it and that this is their stuff that they're putting on me and it isn't necessarily accurate. But I feel like it serves us to look at both just to be sure. For sure. So this takes us into the next tip in that we need to be in those moments, even when we're receiving that projection, calm and, and kind and logical and we have to be respectful and loving, even when it's hard to be. 
right? And we have to step outside of ourselves and find that love to pour into these people, whether it be that they're just in an unbalanced state or they are these shapes and therefore they're there a lot of the time. We have to step into pouring the love. Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't want to take the high road. I shouldn't have to. But really to create that that healthy balance again, you can't have two people in an unbalanced state because it creates that same perpetual unbalanced cycle. One of you has to take that more loving place. And, and this is where you can create that change. You really can. And, and I know it's hard to take the high road and not the low road where you're going to cast stones back, point out all the ways they're wrong and really join them in the muck of the fight. But we, we, again, we have power to take that pause and choose to take the high road and be calm and loving and respectful, even though they don't deserve it in that moment, because that's not what they're giving you. But when you can be that mature and do that, Nicole, it feels amazing. It It feels so good. And And you'll be so happy that you did it later. Now, the thing to remember there, though, also is that I might not be having the carry on like a pork chop projection anger that you're doing at me. But you know what? I sure have my own set of unbalanced behavior that I know you have to deal with. And this is where seeing that person is the same as you as having the same value, but also appreciating, you know what? My unbalance may not look like that. It looks differently, but I do it at just as much makes that stepping into that position of love easier. Oh, that is like the biggest thing that we want everybody to take away when you're dealing with a toxic or angry person is remember, they still have the same value as you and you've got fear issues and bad behavior, not the same ones they have, but you have some also. And when you can choose to see everybody as an imperfect, struggling, scared human being, just like you you'll come from a lot more loving space and you have a a lot higher odds of having this turn out good if you can do that. Yeah. So if you're listening today and you're saying, you know what, I need to understand more around those shapes. I need depth about the shapes and the unbalanced behavior. The inner circle is the place to come because this is where we're going to teach you 10 foot deep and 15 steps wide all of the ins and outs of the shapes um, and the behavioral dynamics between you and all the different shapes in your life. So check us out at 12shapes.com, the inner circle. If you're ready to do this work or you're listening to the show today going, yeah, you know what? I need more insight. Uh, Then you can learn more at 12shapes.com. Kim, we have to take another break, unfortunately. But after the break, we're going to be talking more about anger and how to get in and out of it. And what's that line? What do we tolerate and what we don't? So stay here with us on Relationship Radio. You're with Nicole Kim. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back. You're with Nicole and Kim here on Relationship Radio today. We're talking all things anger. And in this final segment today of, of today's show, Kim, I want to talk about emotional abuse. Now, this is a big word. Ultimately, it's it's a very big society topic. Um, and before we get into the ins and outs of it, I, I just want to say that really any kind of unbalanced behavior can lead to abuse. And the 12-shape relationship system is really about teaching every person out there and, and also every relationship out there what is the unbalanced behavior of their shape. And the reason this is valuable is we can understand what level of predisposition do I have when I get triggered and what triggers me. And there's a really beautiful learning piece in there where I can actually learn how to be my best. So if you haven't taken the shapes, 12 shapes test yet, um, the assessment, it's on our website, 12shapes.com. Get every person in your life to do it. It is absolutely life-changing. It will change every relationship in your life to understand what your unbalanced behavior is because, Kim, this is really where emotional abuse starts. It starts with a trigger creating an unbalanced and disproportionate response in us and others. Oh, it is. It's so life-changing. Please go and do it and get the shape of everybody in your family. So, Nicole, uh, as we talk about emotional abuse, what I really want to hit first here is what kind of fighting behaviors are appropriate and when are they not appropriate and how do we deal with them? Because the reality is any relationship you have with anybody, there's going to be moments of bad behavior and arguments and fighting that show up because we're human. But there's three levels of this kind of bad relationship behavior that we want to talk about. So the first level, I call it the garden variety bad behavior. And this is just the stuff that happens When the people around you are stressed or hungry or tired or overwhelmed, they get grumpy and they behave badly and they could snap and lose their temper and attack you. But this is the kind of stuff that we all do, that we all do. And to a large degree, when I'm in a relationship with someone I care about, if I can recognize that this is just garden variety stress stuff because they're in a bad place, I I usually choose to just forgive it and let it go and know that this isn't them all the time. This is just today. They're in a bad place and I'm going to kind of not worry about that one. And, and so that's, that's where we want to go when it's just understandable bad behavior. Does that make sense? Yeah. So this, this really is, this is where it starts because ultimately it's from this that it gets escalated. Right? So managing this first step or this first stage of just irritability and selfishness in the home, learning to manage this in a relationship, whether it be, you know, courting or whether it be a marriage or whether it be, you know, siblings, any people who live together, learning how to manage this and, and allow and be loving with this 
really stops it from moving to the next level. Yeah. Nicole, I had a client yesterday who was sharing with me, she got married and when they started out, she would see some of this kind of behavior. But in her mind, it seemed like it was kind of justified. There were some stressful things going on. And so she kind of forgave it as long as it didn't happen very often. But as time went on, this moved into level two, which is offensive behavior that should be brought up and worked through and not ignored. And this can be a lot of the same behavior from um, number level one, but more of it. This can be being unkind and criticizing a lot, being inconsiderate, talking down to the other person a lot, um, being selfish or thoughtless. Any of these things, if they happen all the time, like every week, you definitely need to have some conversations about it and work through it because it's not going to be appropriate for this to go on this way. This would also be a good time to uh, bring in some professional help to get some additional coaching, to learn some other tools and skills about how to um, deal with your fear and get out of it so you can show up loving. If if you're in a relationship where bad behavior is happening a lot, we really, really, really urge you to seek out some kind of help, have conversations, do something about it. Don't accept it. Don't just let it be okay because when this behavior is happening that often, it's not okay. Would you add anything to level two, Nicole? Yeah. So when, when I'm listening to you talk about this and, and I'm sure our listeners have seen this t-shirt, you know, that one that says happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Think about now, a lot of us kind of put up with this stuff that we go, you know what? She's just like this, or he's just like this. And I want to say that it's not always women. I have worked with henpecked husbands for a big part of my career of ultimately living with women who were very controlling. I had a session just this last week where the the spouse was saying, you know what? I just don't even bother packing the car when we go on a trip. I take everything out and then I let her pack it because I know that I'm going to do it wrong and it's not even worth doing. This is the kind of thing that we're talking about. This grouchiness, irritability, selfishness, or any kind of controlling behavior. This is that tipping point, Kim, where if it's there enough, and we allow it to happen, it very quickly turns into emotional abuse. Now, any kind of emotional abuse or feelings where you feel less than, you don't feel validated, you can't have your voice heard, it becomes unhealthy if it's happening a lot of the time. So don't be quick to normalize and go, well, it's just that. You've got to, you know, in, in times where this is going on and it's not just women, it's men and women just as equally, uh, this is where we, we call in somebody to say, you know what, is this okay for me to be feeling like this and walking on eggshells all the time? And the answer is no. Now, Nicole, you and I have both had clients over the years that have been in a relationship with this inappropriate behavior for so long, they actually think it's normal. They They actually start to believe all relationships look like this, and this is just normal. And, and it's been shocking to me how often we've had to say, actually, this is not normal and actually it's not acceptable. And, and any of that level two behavior that isn't changing, that is happening even more, not less, or, you know, is becoming more frequent or has escalated into some of the behaviors we're going to talk about next it is unacceptable behavior in a relationship. And we shouldn't 
put up with it and say it's okay and it's normal and and stay in it. So I want to talk about some of these behaviors that we really feel like are unacceptable relationship behavior. So the first one is insulting, um, calling names or labeling. We've we've had people who said, um, I, I don't get called my own name ever. I get called dummy or that kind of thing. My, my name doesn't even show up. So any kind of insulting behavior like that, yelling, screaming is not appropriate. Repeatedly putting you down, um, putting you down in front of people, other people, absolutely unacceptable behavior. The next one's uh, any kind of social isolation or someone controlling your movements, who it is that you connect to, you know, your mobile phone use or checking up on your messages and your interaction with others. This is unhealthy behavior. Anytime that you have somebody who's comparing you to someone else to point out how inadequate you are, uh, belittling you on a relationship on a regular basis, ignoring you within the relationship, just not responding. I have, I have to say, I've had a person in my life the last three years, um, who was just ignoring me and I, I put a boundary in it felt great to do that. I realized it's not okay to be last on someone's list. If that, that is a, you know, a relationship you want in your life, any kind of disapproving or contemptuous looks, you know, and, and this is where, you know, that, that, that death stare, that kind of thing. It's not okay. Blaming and projection of onto you that for all of their problems, punishing you and controlling you, uh, all of this stuff is unhealthy. Absolutely, Nicole. We've we've seen clients in a marriage where the the spouse would get angry and would spend weeks not talking to the other spouse and giving them just evil eye and the this terrible negative energy of hate that was going on in the relationship. That is not acceptable. Also, threatening. We see uh, spouses who are always threatening to leave and take the children away or they're threatening to kill themselves, or they're threatening violence. Any kind of threatening behavior is absolutely inappropriate. Um, lying, lying and keeping secrets, um, intimidating you. Um, I also would say breaking things or causing damage in the home is not appropriate. It's very scary for spouses and children to have somebody who's so angry that they would put their fists through walls um, it, it creates an environment in the home where no one feels safe. We, we believe correcting everything you say is also a, a way of putting you down or making you feel stupid all the time. Somebody who will always disagree with you, no matter what your position is, they will take the opposite, is definitely inappropriate behavior. You got any others? Yeah, I just want to talk to that too a little bit. Now, a lot of these are narcissistic behaviors. And we, we work with a lot of people in, in our office who have either been diagnosed with narcissistic behavior or, or who have been brought in or have even brought themselves in to say, you know what, this is unhealthy. I know what it is. I think I'm tending on the, on the edge of narcissistic behavior. I actually think this would be a great topic for a radio show. What is narcissistic behavior? What isn't? But this is an important part because narcissists or any kind of narcissistic behavior, it does need correction. And so some of the other ones that are included under that list without going into too much detail because we're close to the end of the show is that silent treatment for hours and hours, forcing 
somebody else to take responsibility for, for all of their problems, checking on you, having suspicious behaviors, nitpicking and lengthy interrogations or lectures where they're just talking at you until you basically crumble and can't listen anymore. Uh, refusing to honor your own requests for time and space, you know, any kind of demanding of sexual activity um, or withholding affection, all of this stuff fits under that borderline or full-blown narcissistic tendency. Yeah, you also want to watch if you are always blamed for being the problem and no matter what happens, it comes back to you, that's not going to be accurate. It's absolutely not going to be accurate. There's there's issues on both sides of every relationship. So any verbal abuse at all, we would say, is really not acceptable. Any out-of-control, irrational, or violent behavior is absolutely not acceptable. And again, if you've got this kind of thing going on in a relationship... The number one thing we want you to do is seek out some help. Don't go through this alone. You need some other perspectives to help you look at it and see if it's acceptable or not acceptable. Um, Also to give you some skills and tools to be strong enough to have conversations about it or if necessary to get yourself out of that situation. And we, we recognize what a difficult decision that is to make. It's not one that anyone else should influence you or tell you what to do. You're the one entitled to know what's right for you in your relationships. But sometimes we really need someone else to help us step back and look at it accurately. So we have all the information to make a good decision. So if this is something that you really feel has hit home today and you're needing some support, uh, reach out to us, info at 12shapes.com, even as just that first point of contact, and we can either help you ourselves or point you in the right direction of, of some other additional resources. We don't want you to have listened to this show and just be alarmed. More importantly, we want to be there as as the beginning of this new process for you. So do reach out to us, info at 12shapes.com. Nicole, there's also lots of resources in every community. Uh, Domestic violence help is around all everywhere. No matter where you live, get online. You'd be able to find resources and help in your area to help you work through this. Um, Nicole, before we end, oh my gosh, our time just goes by so fast. And and this is such an important topic for so many people. But I do just, again, want to mention to everybody, if you know these kind of things are going in in your life and you need some added support, we would love to have you be part of our inner circle. And and honestly, for only $29 a month to have access to the, this kind of coaching, it's it's life-changing and to me, a no-brainer. So we, we hope you'll join us. Yeah, you get access to us every single week. Um, so if you're loving Relationship Radio, that is definitely the next step. Thanks for joining us here on Relationship Radio today. Uh, do join us again next week for more relationship skills and advice so you can know better and do better. Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but we'll join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.